Hey, it's Carter Riley from Ring Addicts here to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Also, it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Carter Riley from Ring Addicts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Don't have a listenership yet? That's cool. You can still make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good evening, everybody. My name is Twitch, and welcome to Monday Night Knockout with Twitch on the Ring Addict Network. I am your host again, Twitch. Uh, This is the first week we're doing this segment, so I just wanted to open up by thanking you for listening and kind of giving you a little bit of an idea of who I am, what this is, what we're going to be doing, why I'm going to be doing it. Um, So to start, you know, I grew up in the Massachusetts area, uh, Boston area, if you will. Um, And I, my background. So how did I get into this? First of all, I love to talk. I never shut up. So You know, they agreed to let me do a podcast, which is pretty cool because I know my sports. I especially know my contact sports. So, you know, it's always been a big passion of mine. And um, so that's why we're here today. Um, I trained in karate for nine and a half years. I did achieve my first degree black belt in Kempo, but I never moved on past that because it was a lot of work. And uh, honestly, I just didn't have the patience. And I probably wasn't really good enough to go on from there. Um, I was really passionate about boxing and kickboxing. I boxed for about seven years. I started when I was about 14, 13, 14, and I quit in my early 20s with a little bit of space in the middle there that I didn't do it. Um, I fought across three different weight classes. Um, I fought around all of New England in different different circuits, uh, amateur circuits. I never made it to the pros. I did think for a little while I was going to, but, uh, you know, never uh, <clears throat> never really got that far. Um, I've trained MMA. I've trained others to do MMA. I've trained people for fights for a long time. Um, and I still train as if I'm fighting. Um, you know, so I've been a fan of boxing for 30 years and MMA for about 17. Um, I know several people who are still involved with fighting today, either on a professional or semi-professional level, you know, tight with or at least talk to. Um, and also I'm just a general sports fanatic. I played baseball growing up. I played football growing up. I was a huge fan of even like WWF, WCW, now WWE. Um, you know, so I have a good, I have a good background in that stuff <clears throat> as far as sports go. Um, I still like to play some recreational softball and, and basketball. Uh, you know, so that's, that's who I am. Um, and that's what I'm doing here and why I was chosen to do this. So it's pretty cool to be here with y'all. I'm not sure, um, you know, how long this has been in the works on Mouse's end, but I know that he agreed to let me do it the other day. And, uh, I'm really excited for this and hoping we can get a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of progress and a lot of stuff done here. 
Um, <clears throat> so I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, I mean, first I'll start with how about UFC 251? Wow. I mean, there was a, there was a big hype train leading up to that. Um, I mean, the first ever event at UFC Fight Island, which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, God, Dana White, man, that dude is just a powerhouse, huh? I, I, I don't even know what else to say. He, um, he said he was going to do it. He said it for a while. He had problems securing a venue um, at first, and it seemed like, eh, it's all talk. He's just blowing smoke out of his ass. You know what? He still made some other fights happen, and, um, and you know, he finally did it. He pulled it off. He secured the island, and it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like a, something out of a movie. Um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool what he's been able to do during the uh, global pandemic. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's a testament, really, to, to the work that he's put in and his, his intelligence, his ability to be resourceful. Um, I mean, it's unbelievable that they, you know, I mean, there have been a few scares. I remember uh, one of the first events that they did after the pandemic began they had a week where they had three straight UFC events in one week, which was badass. Um, and they they pulled it off, even though they had some people who who weren't, uh, you know, who tested positive right before their fights, and they still managed to pull it off. So, you know what? Kudos, kudos to Dana White um, and all those UFC cats because they do a great job. Um, <clears throat> so UFC 251, you know, I was. I was really, really into it. I was, like I said, on the hype train with the um, leading up to it, the UFC Fight Island, and the, all the cards had just like great names on it. Like, um, I mean, Jesus Christ, where to begin with the names that were on it? You had, I mean, as far as even the women's, like the the, the women's flyweight, you had Paige Van Zandt and Amanda Rivas. Amanda Rivas is just a badass. I mean badass it's the first round submission nobody expected that. i don't even think the fight went three minutes um which <clears throat> i mean i guess i shouldn't say nobody expected that but that was some badass shit um the women's straw weight uh fight was the one that i think a lot of people were looking into uh ended in a decision that was <clears throat> i think it was yeah it was the end of three the end of three rounds obviously because it was a decision <laughs> um yeah, it was it was a decision, um, and that that ended with actually. Um, I feel horrible. I always get the girl's name wrong. Rose, Namajunas, Namajunas. I can't. <laughs> so many fighters with names I can't really pronounce, and I apologize if I offend anybody. But I really I can't pronounce it. But uh, she had that fight, and I think that brought her to. Uh, I had these numbers memorized. I was trying to be so good. Uh, I think she's ten and four now, <clears throat> and then. And you just get to that, the powerhouse of a men's of a men's card, man. I mean, three big fights. You got a bantamweight fight, a featherweight fight, a welterweight fight. Uh, just all just big names and and great track records, man. And it just it it really he expected so much out of it. And in, and then in the whole night there was only one knockout. <laughs> uh, Peter Jan knocked out. Uh, Jose Aldo. <clears throat> now, my expectations going into the fights last night, if I'm being perfectly honest, I didn't have a lot of expectations for that flyweight fight. I really, I didn't think Manzant stood a chance. I mean, just she's never really, I mean, 
I guess she's a big name. I don't know. She's eight and five. She's really not that experienced. And on top of it, she's, you know, I mean, eight and five is almost average. That's that's a 500 record almost. It's a three games, three fights over 500. So I really honestly didn't think she'd stand a chance. I didn't think it would end in less than three minutes. But, um, you know, here we are. And it did. And, you know, Amanda Rivas showed why she is who she is. I mean, she's, I think, 10 one 9 one 10-1-0 after that fight. I mean, she really just lived up to her own name, in my opinion. <clears throat> and then, like I said, you had three decisions on the night with Jessica Andrade uh, falling to Rose Namajunas. I mean, you know what? Better luck next time. She's a lot more experienced. She's literally fought twice as many fights. She's she's got 28 professional fights under her belt, where Rose has 14 now. Um, Excuse me. I mean, Andrade's got twice as many wins as 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 Namajuna. I'm just gonna call it Rose, uh, as Rose. But she's also got twice as many losses. And um, you know, I mean, that was a cool fight. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. Um, but it wasn't uh, nothing really to write home about as far as as far as the talent in it, in my opinion. Uh, the other fights, the men's fights, <clears throat> that's what I want to talk about. Peter Young defeated. Dominated really uh, in the in the final round there. Jose Aldo knockout. <clears throat> um, and and in talking to people leading up to that fight, I mean, I was telling everybody, I, I don't think there's any chance Jose Aldo wins that fight. I mean, he's a big name because he's a big name. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of fights under his belt. I think that was number. Ah, oh, shit. Like I said, I tried to remember these numbers last night. Uh, 35th professional fight so he's now moved to 28 and 7 I believe <clears throat> Peter Jan 15 1 and 0 I mean the guy just he had him in every aspect every facet of the fight man and I didn't want to spend a lot of time talking about the undercards but that was really that was the fight I most most enjoyed um, from the night um, and then the other two fights honestly the, the main event and the co-main event um Volkanovski and and Max Holloway kind of went exactly how I expected them to go, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, did anybody really think that Max Holloway was going to win that fight? Especially if it went by decision. If it went the full distance, which it did, full five rounds. I mean, it just, he was overpowered, man. I mean, Volkanovski's a freak <laughs> i don't say that a lot i'm really not huge into the featherweight division but he is a freak man um but you know i mean the fight was good holloway stood up was stood on his own and and made it made it the full five the full 25 and good for him for doing it um uh, but <clears throat> i mean it's not like he's a slug he's 21 and 6 now uh loganovsky is 22 and 1 22 1 and 0 now and um I just, I don't know, man. That was, that was a good fight. Um, the other fight, the big fight, the the main event, the the top card, the the one that everybody paid for to see last night. You know what I mean? Like, you're not paying to see that other stuff. You're paying to see Kamaru Usman, who has been a freaking machine. That dude is just running a train through the UFC. Oh, he's he's just. 
And like you look at him right, during the weigh-ins, and I thought his head was going to explode. I mean, that guy is just a freak of nature uh, in the welterweight division. And and you look at you looked at him before the fight, and even before he was supposed to fight Masvidal, because Masvidal Jorge Masvidal actually didn't even take the fight until less than a week before the the fight, um, so that so that Usman had somebody to fight because his fight was originally. Um, not supposed to be again against Masvidal. He was it was canceled, or would have been canceled. And Masvidal was like, "Hey, six days notice, man, give it to me." And he stepped up. But um, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. My point is, you knew going into that that Usman was gonna fucking kill him. Excuse my language. Usman was gonna kill him. Um, but you know what? Again, just like I said in the co-main event, I mean. Masvidal stood up to him, you know. It was um, it was a full twenty-five, full five, full five rounds. Um, <clears throat> was my one by decision. I mean, he, Masvidal started the fight really, really well. He was aggr- not well, but aggressively. Like he came out guns blazing, which was honestly probably going to be the only way he was going to be able to win if he had a chance. Because, like I said, you know, he he had to go at him fast and and keep keep it and it's a stand-up game and you saw that within the first few seconds you're like wow he wants to he's gonna stand him up and <laughs> like as soon as i thought that um uzman you know masvidal runs at him out the gate and uzman takes him down <laughs> right away um so you know i mean it it was um it was an interesting interesting fight it was a long it was a long fight it felt long <clears throat> it felt like um exactly what you thought was going to happen happened i mean like i said with the short notice um i honestly think a big thing about it was and i've talked to a few people about this who agree with me on this is that masvidal probably really only took the fight because he's like hell yeah i'm gonna go up against a dude that is in uzman's position what did i say it was 17 and one right now he's just running train through the ufc i mean you get that a guy with that clout you take the fight on six days' notice. Nobody thinks you're going to win. Nobody thinks you're even going to put up a fight. And the dude took the fight. He went in, man. Like I said, he tried to come out, tried to come out fast. It didn't work out for him. He got taken down pretty quickly. But he tried to come out fast. You could see it, uh, what his approach was trying to be, even though it didn't work. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's good, though, because now he sets himself up for a rematch where he gets the proper notice to train. Because Masvidal, you know, he's had some losses under his belt. He's had a lot of fights. Um, I can't even remember what's his record. He's, he's got to have, I think that was his 14th loss. I think he's like 35 and 14 or something like that. Now he's had a lot of fights. And um, so like one fight to him, he's like, whatever. I took six days notice. I'm fighting the guy who's the best in the world right now, really. I mean, you think about it. He's on, he's on track to just be the best right now. And... Um, I took it, took that fight on six days notice. I'm not a chump, is what he's saying. And he's saying, bring it on. I don't care if I lose this fight. I've lost a bunch of times before. I've won a bunch of times before. You beat me this time, I'll learn a thing or two. We'll get a scheduled rematch. We'll both get big money for the rematch. I'll have the proper lead time to train to fight you. And I'll kick your ass, he thinks. We'll see. We'll see. I think if Masvidal can keep him in the stand-up game, he has a chance to win. But I said all along, and everyone I talked to said all along, if it goes to the ground, 
He's, I didn't think he was going to tap out. He didn't. He did exactly what I thought. He went the distance, and he lost. He lost by decision. He's not a ground fighter like Mas, uh, like Usman is. He's not. That's just. It's just not it. It's not up for debate. Uh, I mean, Usman. Ah, so much, so much, such a such a beast, um, such a star right now. And you know, I, he's not. There's a lot of fighters who I think have had those big records, and I've been like, yeah, it's all you know, hot air, or uh, it's all they're overrated. Nah, man, Usman is the real fucking deal. That dude can throw down. Um, you know, you know. I mean, as soon as as soon as Usman pressed him up against the cage in the second round, and just started doing some dirty boxing on him and hitting him with the foot stomps, I mean, let's be real. You know, it went. He had, he went back to the stand up game a little bit, but even then, Usman was like, you know what? That's it. As soon as as soon as Usman busted him open the first time, I was or cut him the first time. I was like, you know what? I think it's I think it's it's. I don't know. I keep going off track. I'm just so jacked up thinking about it. It was such, such a, such a fun fight to watch. A lot of people thought it was kind of boring, uh, <clears throat> but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, now I'm not sure if. Um, I'm not entirely sure if Usman is going to to fight Burns, who was who he was originally supposed to fight, um, but. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, one thing. Sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. Like I said, it's my first time on here, so I appreciate everybody's patience. But um, one thing is that has to be remembered is with the short notice and everything else. It's like, did you see how much weight Masvidal had to drop, or how much he dropped? I mean, that was precipitous weight. Pretty quickly, he's dropped, and that was concerning going into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The fight ended how it did, and it, like I said, it pretty much went exactly how I expected. Minus there might have been a little more striking than I expected, but overall, it was it was it was one on the ground, you know. Um, and that might sound a little misleading because because Usman beat him. Excuse me, yeah, Usman beat him standing up too, but but he won the fight ultimately on the ground. Um, anyway. <clears throat> If your analysis is a little bit different, you know what? That's cool. That's a matter of opinion, I guess, and what your eyes saw compared with what my eyes saw. But um, that's cool. Um, so normally I would do some, some, uh, maybe not this week, just because it's the first week, and I wanna, I wanna not expose you too much to my to my insane, insane uh, method of doing this, but. Uh, moving forward the format of the show is going to be you know we will talk about a little introduction to lay out the groundwork for what the show is going to be like and um, then talk about some upcoming fights that'll be happening either in the boxing world i love boxing boxing so i love i love the ufc i love mma mma but boxing is my passion like boxing is we're gonna talk a lot about boxing on this show not tonight but uh moving forward man that's that's gonna be the bread and butter of this show just so you know that and a lot of the times I'll have I'll have a lot of plugs for upcoming fights like like H, HBO fights, Showtime, uh, you know, boxing, um, just boxing free events, excuse me, Showtime and pay-per-view. Um, 
feel like there's less and less pay-per-view going on with the boxing. UFC is king as far as the pay-per-views go right now. But uh, there are still some good fights to catch. And I do think the boxing heavyweight division has a lot of promise, a lot of potential. Um, I know a lot of people are out on on, um, Anthony Joshua, but I'm still a big Anthony Joshua guy. So we'll talk a lot about him. We'll talk a little... Next week, we'll talk a little bit more about him in detail and uh, what's to come with those guys, that division, um, who are the up-and-comers in the heavyweight division and who looks like they're, you know, maybe about to ascend really to another level and bring boxing back to its glory. Because when heavyweight boxing is good, the money flows. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I loved watching guys like Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao and <clears throat> Excuse me, um, and Oscar La Hoya and and other smaller guys, but the heavyweight division in box is king. And when that division is loaded up, there is nothing like it in professional sports. Period. And I feel like we may be we're not quite there, but we may be on the precipice of seeing that bore out sooner rather than later and I that is you know for a guy like me who who I mean again I was a boxer um, and my dad was a huge boxing guy my grandfather and my uncle I mean I, I grew up watching Jason Lennox Lewis um, Vander Holyfield George Foreman until he was like 116 um, I mean guys like Klitschko um, I mean just name it there's so many great heavyweights you think of when you think of that division in the past, and, and especially in like the 80s, 90s, uh, a little bit in the early 2000s. Like there was, there was nothing like it. That was, boxing ruled the world. It ruled the sports universe. And I'm looking forward to. It feels like we're on the verge of that again. It feels like that's gonna happen. And when it does, man, we're gonna be right here for you. We're gonna be talking about it. <clears throat> we're gonna be, you know, hyping it up. We're gonna be letting you know every week what's happening. Um, what's happening next week and, and it's cool man it's pretty cool I'm pretty excited to be getting in on this show right when things are starting to boil up a little bit in the heavyweight division of boxing to be perfectly honest because this is my stuff this is what I love this is what I love to talk about and um, you know I'm really excited you guys are here for the journey with me um, so it's going to be pretty cool it's going to be pretty cool um, it's nice to it feels good to be able to provide an outlet for some people with all this shit that's going on in the world. I mean, right? Talk about fighting, fighting sports, contact sports. Talk about, talk about global pandemic. Shit, man. Wow. I mean, there are people in the fight of their lives right now fighting with this, de- this disease. And not just the people who have it, man. I want to give a shout out to doctors and nurses on the front line, EMTs. Uh, medical assistants, <clears throat> anesthesiologists, um, surgeons. I mean, you all fighting. You talk about fighting, that's fighting. So if any of you out there listening to this are in those fields, man, thank you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, drop me an email. Results start at home at yahoo.com. Um, let me know what I can do for you. I'm going to probably have some some merch made up for this podcast uh get you some shirts and i'm going to talk to mouse about maybe getting some ring addicts merchandise because i got a line on that so you know if if you want some i'll get you some some free swag um 
I'm all about it. <clears throat> Help out the front line feel a little better, give you a little outlet to listen to and, you know, get you thinking about stuff that's not so grim, like the heavyweight division coming back. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I get a little corny sometimes, so don't mind me. Um, so I, I said earlier, because I just, it's my first show, so I don't want to take it too far and go for too long, and I keep it kind of brief. Um, but I will say this, I got a few more, a couple more things I want to talk about. Um, the world of professional fighting and boxing. I, I mentioned a fella, some may know Kid Dynamite a little bit earlier. Others may know him as Mike Tyson. Yes, sir, Mike Tyson. Does he seriously want to come and make a comeback at 54 years old? Did you hear that correctly? Did you see those pictures? He's posting videos of training. He, he talk, he's talking about in pictures. He looks jacked. He looks jacked. He looks in better shape at 54 years old than he did 20-something years ago. When I sat disappointed in my living room on my couch with my dad because we paid money to watch him bite off Evander Holyfield's ear. <laughs> um, damn, the dude looks solid. And he's been doing some spots and some different action stuff the last few years, like action movie short kind of stuff on like YouTube shows and movies and stuff. Man, he is still quick. His hands are quick. He looks sharp. You know, his brain is better better because the dude took a fucking beating in his career but it's it's better than it was he's not all fucked up on drugs and alcohol uh, but i mean like he's just you can tell he's in a good place man i love to see when people people that are at the top like kid dynamite they fall from the grace and everybody has a finger to point and uh and something negative to say and then they fucking they pull pull up grab themselves by the bootstraps pull up and just come back with the vengeance, man. And I feel like it kinda it's gonna sound funny and kinda crazy. But look at all started when he did that spot in the hangover, right? And then you see he's like he becomes all of a sudden he's doing cameos and all kinds of stuff, like I said, and he's he's looking good, he's looking healthy, he found religion, like he's at peace. Um and then and then you see that he's you know, like I said, now he's training. Like that's that's awesome. You know what? Shout out to Mike Tyson, to to Kid Dynamite getting it get together because uh, out of all seriousness man like there is nothing better than watching somebody who was the greatest has fallen from grace get back up and be back on top man i would love to see that and he really does want to fight he he's 54 years old i don't know who's gonna fight. i've heard rumblings of a few different people um who knows what's true and what's not so i'm not even speculate on that right now because i think that would be ridiculous but you're talking about a dude that that went 50 and six as a heavyweight fighting some of, not the, some of the greatest fighters in the history of professional fighting. Not just professional boxing, in my opinion. I mean, yes, professional boxing, but period. I think some of the dudes he beat, if, if they fought people today, in MMA, they would just crush them. Like, Mike Tyson, he had 50 wins and six losses in the heavyweight division. In It was a powerhouse. The, the heavyweight division was never that stacked. I'm sorry. Some people are going to disagree with me. Some old-timers are going to do You know what? 
Just shut up. Shut up. All right, shut the fuck up with your revisionist history. Kid Dynamite, Mike Tyson. And if you look, they've been showing a lot of classic fights on ESPN Classic. I recommend it since the quarantine <clears throat> um, or the pandemic began. And like Muhammad Ali fights and, you know, Frazier fights and, and, and everybody. Nobody, nobody, none of those older guys physically, physically in his prime had what Mike Tyson had. He was the youngest heavyweight champion in the history of professional fighting. What else can you say? He had 44 knockouts, dude. He had, so of his 50 fights, or 56 fights, 150 of them, 44 of them were by way of knockouts. Think about that. Who does that? Who? Nobody does that. Today, nobody does that. I, I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But so you're telling me of all the fights he won, as many as he lost was only six. That's how many of his wins were not by knockout. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. He was unstoppable for years. But like so many, once the wheels came off, they spun out of control. And, you know, it happens. It happens to all, a lot of the greats. Um, the greats who don't, who don't, uh, the greats who aren't afraid, I feel like it happens to. Um, and I can get, touch a little more on that next week um, because I have some ideas for that. And we'll talk about that before we're done tonight. Uh, another thing in the world of fighting that I'd just like to touch on really quickly and I know this has happened already, but um, <clears throat> Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, folks. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. McGregor, the Irishman. Yeah. He announced his retirement uh, not too, too long ago. Um, and I think he may have, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Conor McGregor, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. I know I am. He might have been the most overrated 22 and 4 fighter to ever step foot into the octagon. Period. More on that topic next week. So, a look at next week's show. And a recap of today's show. Next week. You guessed it. Some of the most overrated and underrated fighters in the history of boxing and MMA. We're going to talk about Kid Dynamite a little bit more. Talk about a little bit of what happened after he kind of the wheels fell off and he got into trouble and all that fun stuff um, next week. And we'll, I'll, I'll put out some good recommendations for some fights you can catch. And also, I'm going to um, create a page on, on Facebook, and I'll touch base with you, Mouse. Um, I'm going to create a page on Facebook for this specific show. Um, and you can, you know, feed me with your questions. Um, ask any questions you have. Give me some opinions. Uh, let me know if people would be interested in getting some swag, some shirts, some hats, some bumper stickers. I'm going to get them all made up. Um, I want to make this thing cool, man. I want people to enjoy this. I want you to feel like you're part of this. Because, um, you know, podcasts, you can't call in. So I want you to be able to be interactive with me, man. I want to know the fans. Um, so pretty cool. And on that note, I appreciate y'all coming out <laughs> to your phones and listening to this. Um, you know, some things we touched on. We talked about UFC 251, man. Fight Island. Uh, we'll talk more about the island itself next time, next week. 
I want to save some stuff for next week since, you know, like I said, it was our first week and I got to have some material last me for a while. And the next big UFC event isn't until August, um, UFC 252. So that'll be cool. We'll talk about who's on that fight card as of right now, you know, pending no changes due to COVID or anything else like with this most recent one. Um, I gave you a little bit of my experience and why I'm here doing this. Um, told you my opinions on last night's stuff. And then, like I said, we talked about some, uh, talked about some Mike, Mike Tyson. Um, so next week I'm looking forward to talking about upcoming boxing, boxing bouts and, uh, some overrated, some of the most overrated and underrated folks to ever step into the ring or the octagon. So, uh, again, thanks for sticking with me tonight. It's been real y'all. Um, I am Twitch signing off. Peace.